0: Ra- 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 Raisin Man Arena. Start spreading the news. Raisin
1: Man started. Wow. Felipe, you looked really cute doing the hands in the air thing. I don't know what it was about how you were doing it. <laughs> and then I tried to replicate it, and it didn't It didn't strike me and myself as being quite as cute.
0: <sighs> well, I got the it factor.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, it looks like we have already lost five listeners by my count. <laughs> um...
0: Really? Well, I, I'm i only I've seen the same as when
1: we started. Did we? All right. Did we lose any? Well, I saw eleven. Now we have six. <laughs> oh well, I've
0: always been seeing seven. So maybe they saw maybe they saw the Hasidic men dancing and they were finding yeah like
1: that. Yeah. Well, you know, November twenty second. That's a hard date to get people to tune in.
0: It's true. Yeah, because Turkey Day is right around the corner. <laughs> right around the corner.
1: Yeah. Sam,
0: can can you? I think your microphone's a little quiet. Can you talk for a second?
2: Hey, my name's Sam, and uh, this is kind of how the volume in which I talk.
0: Okay, Sam is no. Your volume is good now. Your volume is good now. I nice. Believe. Sick.
1: That sounds that's, really good.
2: That's great. Um, that's yeah. Because I, I, this is what I wanted to say, which was, um, my grandmother was telling me about this. Um, this improv game that she used to play with her friends in her apartment called "Fire at the Zoo." And the way you play it is, everyone goes to a door in the house and they slam the door shut and they open it and they say "Fire at the Zoo, Fire at the Zoo," and then you make different animal sounds. What? Isn't that a crazy? How do you game? win? You know, there's no way to win. It's like an improv game. What's it's just the, like what's, fun the
0: game. what's the improv component?
2: Uh, you go like, fire at the zoo, fire at the zoo, and then you go, mmm, and it's like a cow's running out. And then it's like, fire at the zoo, fire at the zoo, and you were just slamming. Wow. The Sam, wow. were,
0: was, this, was this game developed by your, your wasp ancestors as they sort of tried <laughs> to imagine what it would be like to go in the the holdings, you know, the, the imperial outposts in Africa and... Uh, Yes, Southeast Asia. Yes,
2: exactly. This was one of their parlor games that they used to play. That's yeah. really sweet. Yeah.
1: Wow. It used to be really easy to have a good time. Now it's complicated. Oh
2: my God. You, yeah. yeah. It's filled with so much kind of dread of whether you're doing the right things and all this sort of yeah. social anxiety that we, we've lumped onto it. You, you know,
1: whether you're saying something novel, which is almost impossible
2: yeah completely
1: you know
0: with coronavirus all of the live comedians they kind of got the shaft but i'm wondering well the next i think to kind of balance it out what's going to happen next is like the power grid of the world is going to go down and then it's going to be backwards it's going to be the sort of live the people who do live stuff who thrive it's going to be the people who like to be in the real world who thrive and it's going to be the indoor kids that are going to uh, suffer, suffer right from yeah, what's coming. Good.
2: i will tell you what, I'm looking at two indoor kids right now.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm waiting. I think I've I've had it too good for too long. Me too. Everyone's being really nice to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Something's gotta give. Fuck.
0: Hey, check this out. Okay. What do you think about this? Uh toilet paper is like a subscription service for wiping your ass what do no. i mean what do i mean what, what? <laughs> okay what do i mean not sure. a bidet cleans your ass better you only buy it once and it's more and whereas toilet paper doesn't might as well not clean your ass i don't know how anyone's getting their ass clean with toilet paper and you have to buy it every week or you know less if you buy in big packs it's a total racket it's like a subscription model like you know now you don't buy adobe photoshop you have to pay every month you have to rent adobe photoshop from the from the landlord like you know like like you're a surf working the land and you need to rent out it's the same with toilet paper
2: that's why i've just been using all the shirts in your room while you've been what <laughs> no. Yep. No. It, in truth, I actually use wet wipes. Ah. Uh, Which I guess is the same thing. It still falls into the subscription model you're describing.
0: It is better to it is better wet than with than dry.
2: Yeah, I re- I would recommend it to anybody. If we were if we were uh, a podcast that had ads, I, that would be a thing I would take on. Is is like baby <laughs> wipes. Why are you giggling, sir? Are you <laughs> really <laughs> What do you? You're you're laughing away there, but see you're wiping your butt with dry toilet paper. No,
1: I I was honestly laughing. I was remembering that um, maybe a year ago in my apartment we had this problem, an epidemic of somebody who was wiping their ass with uh, (laughs) a paper towel. No. (laughs) And (laughs) and
0: throwing it in the trash. No. (laughs) Wait, out of three people in your apartment?
1: Three people. No. I only had two roommates. This wasn't me but no one else would say it was them and they seemed really convinced it wasn't them why were they doing it how why i don't know and then even after we sort of talked about it it went on so it was a really really strange
2: (laughs) hey guys hey listen up guys this has gotta stop and then it kept happening
1: i would just imagine if you were the person doing that once you knew people were noticing you would stop (laughs) I can I'm see not naming you can names and there's that.
2: two yeah. other people in the room.
1: <laughs> and I wasn't even the one leading the inquisition into it. I was honestly just not even going to say anything about it. So Wait, it definitely so there was wasn't just, me. So there was like poop in the trash. <laughs> yeah. which well, And, and uh, that's a big no. Yeah. You can't do that. It's
0: unsanitary.
2: Yeah. It's got to go in the toilet. Yeah. Um,
0: I'll say, I will say this and contradict my earlier statement. While it seems disgusting to wipe with paper towels, there's no actual, it's only sort of how it's been, advertised to us there's no actual reason why it
1: should be bad no reason not to yeah they're just too thick to flush so you have to put them in the trash and then that's where you get into trouble yeah, <laughs> um we were bu- i can't remember exactly what the circumstances were that would have necessitated it we have trouble keeping toilet paper in the apartment all the time so it probably was related to that but that's still that's not the answer and if it is you need to throw that trash all the way out right you need to take yeah. care of it yeah absolutely wow I hate I hate talking about poop I'm sorry I even brought it up it's funny I hate it too I hate when people I hate the sound of the word yeah. I'd rather people say shit or dump the idea of someone saying they need to take a poop I hate I hate when people say that it's so much do,
2: what yeah. about this do you guys have you ever had or done this yourself like have a little bottle near your bed that you pee into so you know <laughs> <doing>? <laughs> no Disgusting.
1: but I would do that yeah, do you, do you do that, Sam? So you yeah, have to go to the I bathroom. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah.
2: Why do you do that, dude? Why do I do that? Because you, you know, I have to get out of bed. Hold on. <laughs> you can just lean over the side of your bed and pee, dude, pee into the little Pepsi that's bottle. Rancid.
0: That's That's so rancid, rancid dude. Oh, um. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the subscription thing it. could work as a stage bit?
2: I think it's. It's not even baked yet. You haven't even mixed, no, yeah. mixed the mix yet. <laughs> I think the there's oven.
1: a lot there. I think there's a lot there. So it's definitely worth pursuing. It's a rich vein. <laughs> and I haven't heard anybody else doing it.
0: It's so. like I've it's like um, like striking oil beneath the ground. There's like a I just have to turn the crude into into, you know, the oil.
2: I'd say subscription model type stuff is is like a buzzword. That's like good good idea for a bit to talk about that kind of thing but and Poop I guess is funny too so you're kind of in the realm but I'd say yeah
1: yeah yeah.
2: comment in the chats uh, how you feel about based bit
0: I will I mean we're gonna we're gonna be on stage sooner than we think I'm saying Uh by January 1st is the next Raisin Man show wow
1: Wow, by January 1st? I'm wow. calling it.
2: Wow. In fact, wow. I've, started,
1: have- I've started organizing it. Oh, God. It. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm
2: so excited, and wow. it, it will be so horny because it will be... Uh, it will be, yes. Oh, I guess it won't be the what? new year. That will be on the night before. But but
0: it'll be yeah. horny because people will have been not hooking up all yes, the
2: corona. Yes, they will not have kissed. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. yes. Hmm. Wow. Guys, our shows were famously horny
1: yes i did walk into the green room and find people making out at our shows which i thought was fun or people sleeping in there (laughs) oh that's right yeah yeah (laughs) so there was different stuff going on but yeah people did make out. famously sleepy shows yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) and kind of famous comedians would roll and be like hey what's up can i do a bit tonight yeah show can i do a spot yeah, yeah. And we would be like fuck is there time um, I'm not sure uh, yeah. wait w- if we cut down our bits to three minutes each <laughs> and then give enough time for else to do
0: everything,
2: else and then we still have enough time for people to dance afterwards and it'll be totally worthwhile because
1: we got into this not wanting to do our bits but wanting to have a dance party yes. that we yeah. Yeah, are in charge of
0: yeah, yeah. yeah I, remember, <laughs> I remember I remember for. <laughs> I remember when we set out to do the show we said oh you know what I would love to do is worry all month about booking <laughs> five people and yeah. whether or not money would be flowing in the right and way. be on the hook
1: for $500. Yeah. <laughs> for people yeah. have like
0: a pretty yeah. good a time. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, well, but no, I just read that they said that they would, that apparently the first round of vaccinations could happen as early as December 11th.
2: Bro, you got to stop reading about those vaccinations, man.
0: You really it's, think it's p- not going to happen? Yeah,
2: it's putting you, it's putting you in a place where you're going to, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. No,
0: you know why, Sam? You know why, Sam? because it only makes me happy. Once December 11th comes and nobody's gotten vaccinated, I don't care. I'm looking forward to January 1st. So for me, it's only a renewing, it's a renewable source of happiness. I'm never gonna be disappointed because when it comes, I'm not, I don't care. I'm just excited for how soon, you know? Okay. I'm like a horse wow. chasing okay, but, a carrot.
2: But wow. I got to live with you, Flippa, okay? So you, wow. you got to be taking care of your mental health and stuff. I don't want you getting so excited you can't sleep and waking me up in the middle of the night <laughs> and saying, I can't it's, wait.
1: It's okay. December 10th. It's yeah. December 10th. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's fucked up.
1: Uh-oh. Well, that's cool. It's good to have an infinitely renewable source of happiness. With that, you're all set.
0: Yeah. 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 One One must imagine the horse chasing the carrot thinking, Hmm. I'm about to get this carrot. It's about Mm. to happen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've been lacking really a a sense of like long-term anticipation for anything for, I'd say the past three months.
1: Yeah, that's funny. I have on my list of things to talk about. What is in the future? Three question marks. I feel, <laughs> I, like I feel plagued by it. Usually I'm just sort of mildly excited to just see what it is. But right now I feel really, really frustrated that I don't know what it is and that no one can tell me. And I just don't understand. When you, okay, so your question, what is in
0: the future implies, what is in the future? implies something. Do you mean to say, what is in the future for the world? What is in the future for you? What do you imagine are you is it a binary? Am I gonna get to do stand up or not? Am I gonna get to I don't know. Uh,
1: I guess it's mostly of whether I'll I'll be happy or not, or or if I'll be the same level of unhappiness I am now or, or if it would be worse. That's mm-hmm. what I'm most concerned about. Yeah um so i'm interested to see how all that pans out but yeah also like am i gonna have to get another job again or am i just gonna coast somehow till the end not having one i don't know it just seems like there's so many things that I have to give like life cannot continue on the way that it is right now
2: wow you should coast you should coast yeah. and get a more unhappy that <laughs> <Yeah. would> be...
1: <laughs> you vote. know yeah.
2: you know
0: have you ever have you ever heard of that book called bullshit jobs
2: yes well
1: eerie that you mentioned that but explain and then why I'll um, I went to this like outdoor socially distanced birthday party on Friday, uh, for this, um, person I don't really know, like a friend of a friend. It was a whole friend group of people I didn't really know, except for my one person in common with them. And it's my first time getting to try to join a new friend group, uh, in a, since before quarantine. So I, and I love doing that and everybody was like 30 to 34 and they knew about so much stuff. Like there was a conversation about um, whether or not everyone in India, everyone who lives in India should get a social security number and whether or not it's important for everyone to be living on the grid. Um, and everyone had read different articles about it that they were like. Were they Indian? Uh, one person was. Everybody Whoa. else just has a, a general interest in global news. Whoa. Um. Yeah, and it was just really weird because I feel like when you're in your 20s, one person has read an article, they summarize it, and everybody else just shoots from the hip, yeah. giving a sort of emotional reaction. Yeah. About I don't like that. <laughs> exactly, but when you hit 34, you have to know more stuff and be ready to talk about it. And the one birthday gift that was given at the birthday party to the birthday girl was a framed article, and it was a, a by David Graeber about the bullshit jobs thing bullshit jobs phenomenon so yeah well i bring it up and i'm actually about to shoot from the hip i
0: haven't read it i've i have a faint memory of the back of the book but my understanding of it is that you have this whole class of people who aren't productive it's middle class people who like are not productive and so this ecosystem of jobs appears to keep them occupied and their bullshit jobs i don't know which yes. jobs he calls bullshit So if you're at home home thinking is my job bullshit, I don't want to make a call for which ones are bullshit and which aren't, but he was saying, you know, sort of middle, you know, middle manager jobs, people like kind of moving papers around. And I was just, I'm just frustrated by the idea because it's like, okay, if we accept the premise that there are bullshit jobs, then why do we have to work at all? You know, it's like, okay, I, it's like, I have to be middle class, live with the guilt of knowing that I'm, that my whole life, like I'm sort of on a bed of exploitation. Predicated on, yeah, suffering of. uh, Suffering uh, of other people. And I still have to do some (laughs) shitty, stupid ass job. Yeah. If How I'm if, that be? if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna have to and do you know, it's like I wish it wasn't this way. I wish this wasn't what I was living, I wish that we lived in an equitable society where you know my well being didn't depend on the acquisition of someone else. But if it's gonna be that way, yes. why do I need to do some stupid ass job? Why do you it, need to get absolutely. some job producing some you know, some some absolutely. documentary, some idiots documentary, just let just let you not do anything.
1: That's right. Yeah. I, I really don't know. It's very confusing. And I don't know how other people are even deciding to keep working. Like, doesn't everybody look at their parents who worked 40 hours a week and say like, Oh, I, yeah, I, I don't, my time's not for sale in that way. I mean, and that's a privileged thing to say based on, um, I don't know, I'm living off of my savings from having a, a job like that, I guess. Uh, but how, you can't do it. How can you do it? That's most of your life.
2: Did David Graber have a take?
1: So David Graeber then wrote this article, I guess, about the book, Bullshit Jobs. You
2: grabbed, which- you grabbed the article. <laughs> great. You're like, oh, wait, hold on. I have to read that before you. Problem. Yeah.
1: Well, it was funny because the gift was given as if everybody was like, oh, everybody wants a framed article. <laughs> <laughs> Graeber, Bullshit Jobs posts. More Why would you frame article. the article? Wouldn't it be better to read it as a piece of paper in your hands? I don't know. I don't know. I'll know when I'm 34. Did it have I'm a 34. nice illustration at least? <laughs> um no it was all words huh no know. illustration uh i think it was i don't know when bullshit jobs came out but it was like uh why the bullshit jobs haven't gone away despite uh automation and ai like in the contemporary moment like why it's still not happening that we're allowed to just stop working i don't know the answer well i haven't read the article
0: you know sarah how you say that like that whole thing about pay artists just devolves into young people passing Sending back in twenty dollars
1: back and forth yes yeah. exactly
0: <laughs> just like oh yeah. you did an embroidery like i'm gonna send you 20 bucks and it's like can you can you make like a car an animation for me And as a 20 bucks come back i think that's the same with bullshit jobs like it's just like people who are like producers at media places they're like i'm gonna make a high paying job for someone just for another white person just out of college that they can do
1: Absolutely. No, I really wondered, like, especially I have produced some stuff uh, with Smithsonian Channel. Maybe I shouldn't even talk about my work. Uh, I I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm unemployed. Uh, And I just wondered, like, there was money to make these shows, but like, where did it come from? And how did it ever get made back? Because it just seems so arbitrary that the shows are being made at all. And the audience seems so um, non-existent for like this sort of thing. I don't, it, I don't know. There just seems like there's these mysterious forces controlling everything. I also feel this is a little bit tangential, but I'm sure there's lots of books I could read to understand why the bullshit jobs exist, including the book bullshit jobs and lots of books about capitalism. But I don't want to read them because I just have a vague sense that like, it just doesn't make any sense. So I don't need to fill in all the details that sort of explain it. It's just something, something weird is going on. And yeah. that's all I know. Yeah. Something's all I know is what I feel. Something's yeah. off. Something's off and somebody's (laughs) got to do something.
2: Did you shoot? Did you say that at the party?
1: no, I said nothing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And usually I'm out there make saying an opinion. And like, I listened to the first person talk and I was like, this is interesting. I'm going to say something. And then when the second person knew as much or more as the first person, (laughs) (laughs) I stepped back. Get
2: a cookie. Um. Yeah. It was,
1: it was absolutely wild.
0: Oh, Um, my, uh, one time my cousin, um, is, is friends with all these like, uh, NGO people and people who write for the New York Times, um, sort of like the people you described, people in their th- late 30s, like very sort of high ranking professional class kind of people. And we like all went PMC. To, huh? Yes. PMC, precisely. And we all went to like get dinner. They were going to we we're going to get dinner and then bowling. And we all smoked weed. And I was talking to this guy who ran this NGO for that did something so that like be, like young people in Haiti could go to college or he worked, I don't remember what exactly it was. And I remember I was high and I was like, just in retrospect, I was like, I was such a dumbass. I was like, I was like, I was like, how do they make it to that? What if people don't pay for the school and then they sneak in, could that happen? And he was like, (laughs) yeah, I guess that could happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a great question. Yeah.
2: What yeah. if people sneak into the school?
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a good Practical question. and It's a good
1: outsider view. It's good to be someone who's an outside thinker. He doesn't read the articles, doesn't know the information.
2: Totally. You're kind of so. a Joe Rogan type. What you give is your is your lack of knowledge. That's yes. the gift you give to the conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sam, do you hmm. think your job is a bullshit job?
2: Absolutely. No, no one needs to do my job. Yeah, it's, um, it's
1: wild. And you do
2: it. No, it's yeah. crazy. It's it's literally what, 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 and I was so struck by this during the last meeting is like, so my job is I'm like an IT research analyst. I basically can have hold these meetings where these people pay us to do research and then we present the research to them. And basically what these people want is they're very busy, rich people. And what they want is basically for someone to tell them once or twice a month t- that to be like, look, you got to keep innovating. And you got, you got, you have to like make sure that like, like the most innovative co- companies are the ones where like all, where like you can just get stuff done the fastest and the economy is all about speed and like and and so we're we're working on faster and faster timetables so like there can't be all this bureaucracy right now And the people you need to hire are the people who can learn and the learning is in the future and like Mm -hmm. literally we got this guy to present at the at the one of our meetings, who's this like Indian billionaire. He started this um, data science company called Musigma. And he was saying literally things that I just said. Mm. and And all our clients were like nodding their heads and going like, Mm. And then there was this one guy. He was like, "Man, this stuff is just blowing my no! mind." <laughs> it's like this wow. sucks, and and it and it made me think. It, like the I think the sort of true, the big truth to take, to take away is that there's nothing new to say ever. People just need to hear the same things said to them over and over again, and they that's what they like, and that's what they're paying for.
0: Yes. Wow. wow! Yeah, I think I think you have a place in the in society, Sam. Your job, you know, mm-hmm. alongside the artists and musicians and um, oh, and bankers and politicians,
1: is the IT researcher.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes,
1: Sam. Do you know what Scrum Agile is? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think that's a really important. That
2: is important, yeah. W- yeah, we all got to be found doing that.
1: that. Because they didn't used to know about that or didn't used to have it. Right. It's good that they discovered that. Yeah, isn't we, rugby right. when now. It
2: wasn't invented, it was discovered. It was discovered. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: And deep nothing's been deep. the same since. I remember my first job, I worked at NPR and uh, they, the department I was in ran on Scrum Agile. And just the PDF explaining the idea that there would be an organizational theory under totally. which the department operated was like so far beyond my understanding of like, <laughs> it's, like, wasn't there something we were supposed to do? What do you mean we have to like go to a sprint meeting and set, uh, yes. yeah, have a Scrum Master? Yes. Like, what like is Scrum other... Agile? <laughs>
2: It's basically like uh, a, f- a framework for how to do work, and it kind of <laughs> permeates in a lot of organizations. And that, that
1: becomes a job is learning how the framework works, so that you can yes. then
2: there are people who are scrum masters. So, so let me guess, then- it's like so it's like
1: <laughs> it's like work, have little
0: goals that you can finish. Um, Take little breaks so that you don't get too
1: distracted. Don't sit down at meetings. You have to stand. If the meeting's stand 15 up. minutes, you have to stand up. It's yeah. a lot of meetings. <laughs>
2: and then there's all this stuff around like how you build out products and, um, you know, like iteratively working on products and, you know, minimum viable product, all this and stuff. And staying agile
1: before. is about being able to realize when you made a mistake and reverse, yes. reverse fast.
2: Right. And there's agile, there's agile ways of working, but then there's ag- agile organizational design and organization. <laughs> Structure and stuff like that. I mean, the 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 actual sort of at a high level, like if you squint at it and look at it from the fifty thousand foot view, I think it is kind of interesting Brilliant. as as a because <laughs> sort of it the way the, the sort of story of Agile and Scrum is basically the story of how how humans make things affects the organizations that make them. So so sort of in like a brief like minute long like sort of pitch about it is basically the 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 sort of organizational structure or the sort of the 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 way of producing that was most important to the way organizations were structured in the 20th century was the Fordian production line of how people made cars and the way. The 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 like factory model of making cars like cascaded up into all these different organizational structures of how the modern American mostly corporation was created, and then be, when people for, started making software, they started making it the Wait, way so you make so you cars. mean so
0: you, yeah so you mean like <laughs> if you had if you had like uh, you were had a burger shop, it would be like the same way that it's like okay one person's putting on the wheel you'd be like one person's putting on the patty. And then the next, the same way that okay, the next person's putting on the, the 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 paint on the car. You pass on the burger. Another person's putting on the ketchup. And exactly. Then you, the exactly. The same way. The same way that somebody would be putting on the handle to the car. You pass on the burger. Next person's putting on the pickle.
2: There's basically there's all these different things that need to come together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, I'll think of more.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there so all these different departments that are building different parts of the car and they don't need to talk to each other and there's one there's a management class that can see all of it and they can coordinate the different parts, but I don't need to know what Sarah's doing in the painting, the car section. Cause I'm putting in, it's the like Sarah's section.
0: taking care of putting the patty on. I just got to exactly. put in the ketchup. I don't need <laughs> to know it. how the don't patty's going about about on. Patty. I don't need to even know if the patty's cooked. All I know <laughs> is don't I got
1: over here. <laughs> don't talk to me. It's, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's like doing a podcast. You basically, you just say what you're going to say. It doesn't matter what anyone said before.
1: No, no, which speaking of which, Let's see what's going on in the chat. (laughs) 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 Um, Uh, I want to
0: hear the end of this, Sam. I want to hear the end of (laughs) this. Go. No, 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 but, 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 but let's see yeah, what's, what's happening the in the chat. chat. Let's well, check in, in the, the chat.
1: I just was I was going to say aptly named account, full grown adult says you have to pay like 30K to take the class to become a scrum master. This is true. Becoming a scrum master is a big deal and you get a certificate and it's a big honor in a company to Wait, be a scrum so master. Wait, you're just, so you're just like I a team a leader? Master. You're a scrum master? You're a scrum master and I had no yes. idea. Oh my yeah. gosh. I damn. didn't know I was living with a master in anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you, I, you guys better start treating me a little differently now.
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that my contribution was that to me, scrum, that that's in rugby.
2: Yes. Yes. And it comes from that.
0: So do you ever, when you do a scrum meeting at NPR, do you put your heads together and slam into each other and hit each other and kind of jostle?
1: Uh, You just really don't sit down. You mm. really have to stand up. And if you sit down, people are like, oh, what are you new? It's so like Ira scrum. Glass is not sitting down. Not for a 15 minute meeting, maybe mm-hmm. for a half hour meeting, not for a 15 minute. And you got to do a lot of 15 minute meetings.
0: And Ira Glass knows if I fuck up this act two, I have to quickly be like, act two's fucked up. We can't Reverse. do the story about the, the person who raises lizards. We have to go backwards.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, Carly has said in the chat, scrum town, yep. which I think is funny. Yep. That's funny, Carly.
0: And uh, Pedro said that, that what you did, Sam, was hot doing your explanation
1: that that he how he went off there yeah
2: oh yeah uh, yeah okay okay well, yeah take us home I'll, I'll take <laughs> and say this that when people started making software they started making it a little bit the way you make cars where it was like i'm gonna do the primary program and i'm gonna do the development and then testing i'm gonna pass off to sarah and sarah's gonna test the program and sarah is not going to talk to me. If she has any problems, she's going to throw the problems back to me, and then I will do it to Felipe, who will do, you know, like whatever comes. I after would probably,
0: testing. if it was like Photoshop, I would probably do like a drawing on it.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you do a drawing. That would be my, yeah, my job exactly. Okay. Um, and people realize that you don't need to actually make software like this. It's actually better if all those people who are in different departments come together and like coordinate. A sort of tiny little product that's built end to end rather than a big thing that has um, that has a lot of different moving parts and is fully realized once it's passed through the entire 4d and production line so you what you can do is have all these little meetings and make a tiny thing faster and then release it and then uh once it's released you can see how it does and then Iterate on it again once you realize what the problems are and stuff like that. And so people realize that you need a different kind of organization to build software a lot faster. And that's kind of, and that basically this movement that took over in IT and software development departments other people in organizations that don't build software at all like NPR were like oh this is cool oh this is what the tech world is doing yeah it's all about moving faster and like releasing products faster this yeah. is really awesome we got to
0: we got to get we got to get NPR marketplace out now Exactly, get and all it has nothing. Considered NPR one, now. yeah, yes, yes.
2: deliverables. And it turns out yeah. that not all things are like software, and you can't build everything. We
1: got to get Lakshmi Singh out there. <laughs> not all things are like software, like a person. Yes. Exactly, is not a scrum. Cannot be scrummed. And um, that's what I learned.
2: They can be agile, though.
1: They can be <laughs> extremely yeah. agile, but
0: Bro, a person can't. if proud. you ever try to scrum me, I punch you in
1: the face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've tried before. Yeah, yeah I, I wish you would. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wish you bring your scrum tactics to our friend group. I didn't. I have.
2: That, you don't know. You don't, you <laughs> I don't even know that, that I'm
1: working <laughs> yeah. on my own sprinkles <laughs> yeah, with my exactly. own sub team. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, they're called sprinkles. Yeah. Sprint goals. (laughs) Oh, sprint goals. Yeah, you had a sprint cycle, and within the cycle, you have sprint goals. Yeah. whoa My sprint goal. Yeah. So you remember
2: when you were at the end of August when you were really happy? Yes. That was because of me. I set that up (laughs) earlier.
1: (laughs) Dude. Well, man. Sorry. I just wish you'd scrum master me, happy back again.
2: <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, I'll try.
1: I mean, Sam, you—you
0: you said your job's bullshit, but you made the case right there pretty well that
2: I'm. You know, quite yeah, a bit. You need guys like that Maybe doing you... that everywhere.
1: Yep. <laughs> hey, yeah, that Saying was not bullshit. <laughs> that was substantial. Yeah. That was like six minutes of airtime. Yep. <laughs> I do think well, that the job of
0: Raisin Man is like, okay, how can we get to the next, how can we fill 10 minutes? How do we get to yeah, the next 10
1: minutes? Next, and that's the spring goal. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, here's another thing, uh, 10 minutes maybe we can riff on is, yeah. I was talking <laughs> to my grandfather was in Skull and Bones. Okay. He, the Skull and Bones yeah. are famous. So yeah. If you
0: remember earlier, I, I was making fun of Sam for being a, 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 a patrician wasp. <laughs> Is borne yeah. out, and this is exactly born and out, he, bearing out. Yeah,
2: and he was, and so I, um, I I was listening on. And I'm now I'm going to do something that'll piss Felipe off, but I was listening to Chapo Trap. No,
0: no, no!
2: <laughs> Fuck! I was listening to a podcast that rhymes with uh slapo uh flap house and and they were they were doing this thing about george hw bush and they're talking about (laughs) skull and bones and what they were saying was that like the point of these secret societies like skull and bones and bohemian grove and stuff is is not it, it is to learn how to keep secrets all the rituals and stuff they do is all stupid corny little theater kid shit um but the 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 important part is to create an environment where people learn how to keep secrets and to know who is good at keeping secrets and who isn't Mm. and i thought that was interesting and so i asked my grandfather that today i said i said everything i just told you i've been listening to this podcast blah blah blah. here's their theory about skull and bones is it is it about keeping secrets and he said no no he said that's bullshit he said it's it's uh it's Basically everything you do in it is really boring and stupid and but but the fun part is when is that when other you get people get to kiss imagine, your friends, you
0: get to kiss yes, your boys.
2: When you get to see your other friends naked from the waist <laughs> down and you know, talk about your first sexual experience. Yeah. Um is the fun part is uh that other people get to imagine that you're doing interesting stuff. And that's the point
0: mm. of
2: it being secret.
1: Hmm.
2: What do you think about that? as
1: simple as that hmm. the other people get to imagine it being secret it's interesting it makes me think about um i obviously i don't like that uh, there's people in america who are much richer than everybody else i think that's sort of unfair but i do enjoy imagining what they're doing and imagining what it is to be the richest person in america or the richest person in the world and what that comes with so i do think there is a big function in our society for um Spaces onto which you project what you think people are living like or doing. Um, yeah, without ever actually knowing specifically, or ever thinking that you would live that way, or that it will cha- like materially affect you.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, he said he said yeah. Well, we'd mostly have conversations where we would like. Talk about what we'd want to do with our futures, and someone would ask you where you think your life is going and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You'd have to answer and have these these nice little conversations like that. And he's a like, and that's kind of very boring to talk about. Um, and you wouldn't, no one would want to join a society where it's just a bunch of guys talking about things they're worried about, like their career ambitions and what they're worried about, they can mm-hmm. and can't do. So you just keep it secret, and everyone thinks <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: interesting. We should do that with Raisin Man, just never release the episodes. Yeah,
2: do it, do it but never release it. Yes. And then you, we tap someone on the shoulder, like someone like Carly, and we say, Carly, you've been tapped to be able to listen to one of yeah. our episodes, you know?
1: yeah. This also makes me think of, um, you know, I was in a fraternity in college and we had a pledge process that was extremely secret. uh, And you're never supposed to tell anybody the things that we had to do. Uh, And I remember there was another, it was like an alternative style fraternity. And there was another alternative fraternity that was at University of Michigan, but theirs was uh, all male. And I was talking to somebody who was in it that I just happened to meet. And he was like, oh, we'd like to be able to make ours all gendered, but we don't know how, like, how would we do pledge? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, yeah. we can't do the stuff that we do if it's oh, all gender yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, i just always wondered and he wouldn't tell me yeah what it was and i was just like <laughs> something said something like literally with like with dicks or something like fuck it, um we couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i've always wondered something secret something secret
0: i'd be willing to bet you could do any almost anything with both genders
1: I think so. Uh, with all, yeah. With all genders,
0: yes. With all genders, yeah. correct. There's
2: at least three genders. Yes, or Joe Biden says. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, do you subscribe to that theory about secrets being a cool sort of thing to lord over people? Mm.
1: It is French a sort of, of a expert, sad thing. Sarah. I think, um, it's good to have some things be a secret so that, uh, if you fall in love or if you're having a profound moment with someone, you have something to, in your pocket that you can say that you've never told anyone before. Uh, I don't have anything like that at this moment and I need to get something. I need to stow it away. I have those, those, sure. My, my hazing stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But that's like not, not really anything. I feel like I realized as a kid that the sooner you tell any kind of secret you have to anyone else, the, uh, Faster, it becomes sort of desensitized and less like embarrassing or painful or weird to think mm. about. And so then I became very compulsive about almost a suit. Like sometimes an embarrassing thing will happen to me. And I'll think, I'm not telling anybody about that. And I'll tell someone 90 seconds later. Um, and that I think is a little much. Sometimes you should hold on to something and keep it a secret and let I, it rankle you.
2: But <laughs> I think you're very open and that's a very winning quality about you.
1: Thanks.
0: Yeah. When, when I was a kid, once I lied to my dad, I don't remember what I lied to him about. But he said to me, don't ever lie to me again. And then I understood that to mean you should say, you should tell me everything that goes through your head. So I started having these compulsive thoughts where I would think weird stuff and then I would have to tell it to either my dad or some adult. Mm. I remember one time I would like have like romantic thoughts about other girls in my class, I was like five. And then I would like torture myself until I like told him. And it was extremely Mm. painful. I remember this mm-hmm. one time, just like crying, not being able to tell him, but having to tell him, and he was just patiently like waiting for me to say it, and then I finally said it, and it was so embarrassing. I also remember Whoa. one time, <laughs> imagining my dad had this best friend from from his high school days that you know was kind of like an uncle to us, and I remember one time sort of compulsively imagining him and my grandmother making out, and then <sighs> I had to and I had to tell my grandmother that I had imagined this. But oh my like the compulsive thought and telling her went were the same thing it was like one oh, a little doggy oh cute what's his name her name that.
1: it's name Sam Sam who is that
2: her <laughs> <laughs> name's Frankie oh is this a funny sound <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: funny.
0: yeah I like that
1: wow flip i didn't realize you had a compulsive yeah. truth telling complex <laughs>
0: well well no but it, and it all comes down to today you know, we were talking yeah. about why I take so many L's with friendships and Yes, because I can't, because I need to say everything that's on my mind. Yes. And I hurt people's feelings that way.
1: And Felipe needlessly believes in radical honesty, even though it doesn't serve him or anyone. Yeah.
0: I don't yeah. believe in it. I can't. It's just that's how I, that's what I need yes. to do compulsively. And I've, I've invented, I've invented a structure to justify the thing that I compulsively feel like I have to do.
2: You would be a good girl boss, according to my mom's book.
0: What? It's radical honesty? Bring the, do- bring the dog back, Sam. We're getting comments that they want the dog People
1: back. People want to see the dog.
0: Frankie.
2: Yeah, my mom is reading that book. It's called Radical Candor. It's about being a girl boss.
1: Damn. I did have a girl boss for a boss one at one time, and she was extremely candid, and I found it exhausting. Uh, to have someone always kind of like being like, be real. Do you like this job or not? How do you feel right now? Like uh, that sucks in a, in a work environment. Being fake is like the saving grace of having a corporate job. Totally. Right
2: I, I totally believe that. Yes. And when people demand of you to be real, especially your managers, I'm like, what game are we playing? Yeah, well, yeah
1: exactly. Don't act like you're being candid with me. This is a trap and a game and a yes, ruse. Exactly. And I'm a pawn. Yeah. Yes.
2: And it's it a doing you a disservice and it's doing me a disservice. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> if a manager
0: ever asked me to say something like that, I would say, I'm romantically attracted to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I want to fuck you.
1: That's how yeah. I feel
0: about this job. That's what I would say.
1: Um, my grandma says about telling people the truth that we're lucky that it's physically impossible to tell another person everything about yourself because otherwise we would do it and it would leave you totally revealed and totally bare and it just can't be done, Um, which I think is interesting. I don't know exactly what that means. It's like a conceptual idea rather than I think a literal truth, obviously. Uh, But I think I do try to tell everyone every single thing I could think of about myself and it leaves me feeling a little empty. (laughs) You just scrape it all out and then what do you have left inside? Nothing. It's just all fodder for small talk.
2: It leaves yeah. you feeling a little what? Say it again. Empty,
1: empty, empty scraped empty. out. Huh.
2: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Does it ever feel like, oh, the rag is rinsed though, and it's good? Because I think holding secrets in also is just incredibly toxic, and that can be unbearable. It's true.
1: It's true. Yeah. No, it does feel good sometimes.
2: Like Sarah, I it's a mo- I try and model after you. Like for instance, at the end of the last *Raisin Man* episode, I was asking Felipe about whether *Toy Story* was 3D or not. And then when the when the Raisin Man podcast was over, Felipe said, "I, you know, I Sam, I liked your joke. I thought it was very subtle that you kept asking me about whether story, th- it, whether Toy Story was 3D or not. But and I finally got. It, I think it's funny. And in my head, I was like, I'm asking it sincerely. I don't think it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. And an yep. earlier version of me would think, I'll just, I'll let, just I'll, I'll let Felipe think in his head that I was making a great joke." But then I was like, what a better, most updated version of me that has the benefit of my friends, Felipe and Sarah, teaching me how to radical honesty. I said, no, Felipe, I was sincerely asking you because I did not know whether it George was 3D <laughs> or not. And that ended up being better because Will knew that I was asking for real and he said it afterwards. And then we all had a good laugh at my expense about how stupid a question it was. And it ended up being okay. you know.
1: Either way, it's funny.
2: There it you is, go. Yeah, it is
1: funny. Yeah. I felt the same way about asking about whether the Iraq war was really over or not. And I think it was sort of taken as a bit and I wasn't sure. Um, I've learned that I guess it is over, which is great. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm really I
0: might yeah. celebrate. If the vaccine like, doesn't come out, I'm gonna celebrate that the 11, Iraq yeah. war is over. I'm doing a party. Yeah. <laughs> mission accomplished. Yeah. I wish George Bush would come out now and say mission accomplished. Then I would say, Okay, you got a point. Okay. He Hell blew yeah. his load too early the first Hell time, but yeah. now he could do it.
2: Better yet, yeah. to say in a couple months there will, it will be mission accomplished. Then we'd have something to look forward to. You
0: yes, know?
2: yeah. Along with the vaccine, Connor O'Malley had this funny bit where every once in a while he would tweet, "We are months away from victory in Afghanistan." Yeah.
1: That's you know, funny. I, I think it's good. <laughs> yeah, I think something about being honest and doing the podcast. Uh, I feel like most, uh, maybe half of the things I say on the podcast are things I've already said to you guys, or I've already said to someone who's listening. And that makes me feel fake. Or it makes me feel like I want to put a caveat on everything I say and be like, just so you know, I remember I already said this. It's, I don't, even though I'm acting as if I'm thinking of it just now, I know that I you said it You should just
0: before. say I think it's fine. You know? I should just, just say, pretend, it. I should say Just pretend. Just it. pretend. It is. Yes. Sure. We're doing well, it well I want
1: people in the audience, anyone who's here right now listening to know, if you hear me say something twice, that was special between us at one point when I said it to you, that was special. And I'm saying it again. And that doesn't take away what we had and and why I said it then.
2: And now it's been befouled by falling upon (laughs) the fleeting I wish I I
0: wish that would would apply for us because anytime I say something that I've already said to you guys, one of you... I'm bored. One of you wants to point (laughs) out I've already said it and I'm pretending that I've never said it before. (laughs) I'm not pretending anything. It's a show.
2: You guys, you're, but you fake about it. <laughs> you're, you're fake. Well, of course, because it's like, a show. Okay. okay well, this thing yeah. I was well, saying the other. Well, wait, I just you, thought you of do, something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We well, do fuck. all this theater. That's that's it, what the that's what's that's called
0: magic. That's what's called being a showman. Okay, I
1: pretend that it's the first time I've thought of something. It oh, isn't.
2: It's behind my ear. It isn't <laughs> the thought they have. It's about. a magic trick. No it's a magic trick.
1: I want you to know you're not pulling one over on me and Sam. We're listening. No. See why 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 are we why are we in opposite
0: teams you're on my team i'm penn you guys are teller you have to boy me you have to be the you have to be the wind beneath my wings of pretending that
1: i'm telling you this for the first time not if you're lying i'm not on your your team i'm not lying
0: we're on this because sarah it's all life um the world is a stage my friend
2: oh dear See Felipe, you want you you like to dish out radical candor, but you know, you don't like it when pe when we say, Oh Felipe, you're you know, you're you're uh, telling a lie here.
0: <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I guess yeah. so. I guess I can dish it but I can't take it. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been caught. Uh-
1: Man, I got some other things that we could talk about, but they're all dumb. No, um, hey,
0: hey, p- hit me with the
1: stupidest. <laughs> pick the dumbest one and bring it up. Um, uh, Ariana Grande is a new boyfriend. Oh, God.
2: Okay, yeah. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and that's not a lie.
1: <laughs> so you don't know that she has a song out about her new boyfriend? It's called 34 plus 35. You didn't know?
2: I didn't know that, no.
0: I feel like she's got to stop writing songs about her boyfriends, especially if she's gonna keep breaking up with them. Totally.
1: And now, in front of all of us. that's a good take. Like yeah, especially when true.
0: especially when it hurt Mac Miller's feelings so bad. It's like yeah. yeah, have your boyfriends don't talk about it. Keep it private.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's true. One but of you've us will die out of sadness who's, because of it.
0: Who's the new
1: boyfriend? He's a real estate agent. He sells multi million dollar real estate properties. I can't think of what his name is. I think his Instagram is locked, actually, so you can't
2: see. Do you think they fell in love sure. through a business transaction of some sort? Like she, he was showing her a house.
1: He used to be a backup dancer, for different people. So I think that's how they know each other, Wait. and uh, they run in the same group. I'm looking this like, up. Miley Cyrus might be what in that the group. group is like. Yeah, and if the,
2: If they're framing articles for each other.
1: Yeah, I think they're similar to us. Dalton Gomez. Oh, he looks young. Dalton Gomez. Do you yeah. see him? In the... Uh, look him up. Oh, you pulled him up? Let's I pulled him up. up. Wow. He looks, wow. He looks like, a he look like a kid. Brandon wanted He does look like a kid.
2: Her at one point.
0: I don't know about that. No, he was friends with Mac Miller, dude. How would he? Why would he do his buddy he would like Would never that? do that.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh
0: shit. Even after wow. the grave.
1: Yeah. This yeah. Guy well, looks... Look how beautiful she looks in that photo, and how and a, whole <laughs> a... Bunch of a
0: scrub he looks like. He looks like. <laughs> <laughs> He's so
1: unbelievable. Absolute beta. Wow.
2: She should date Ariana Grande. Should date AOC.
1: No, hold on. Uh, what do you think about this picture of him? He looks kinda like Pete Davidson. Uh, it's kind of. Like the same. Something similar. Hmm. Man, random as hell.
2: Should I type in new boyfriend to find
0: Yeah, our new Ariana Grande boyfriend. Pretty cool.
2: Wow. My new boyfriend.
1: Well, you know, I wish I had more to say about that, but that's just a fact of it, that he exists and uh, every day he's Ariana Grande's boyfriend. And it's interesting to imagine him telling his friends and family that he's Ariana Grande's boyfriend. I think that would be really cool to get to share that. Um, I feel like he
0: he must have enough money that that's not such a big deal. Uh, that it would be conceivable to
1: people who know him. I just don't
0: know you, if yeah. you can like, except who was the actor? Was it um like George Clooney or something who'd like dated a, like a bartender or was it Matt Damon? Not
1: well, sure. Uh, George Clooney's wife is like a, a credible human
2: rights lawyer.
0: Okay. Then that's not the yeah. person. Was it Matt Damon?
2: <laughs> She's a bartender.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Anyways, but I just, I just don't know if you can by accident date a celebrity.
1: No, I don't think so. It's never happened to me. Unless you're really hot.
2: There, There is someone I slept with in college and she later got nominated for a, an Emmy.
0: Who? Um, Ariana Grande?
2: Ariana Grande? I, I'm not making this up. Okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who was it?
2: <laughs> Her name was Sophie.
0: What did she get an Emmy for?
2: Um, the Emmys—that's the music one, right? Yeah,
0: that's the Grammys. That's the Grammys.
2: That's the Grammys. I meant a Grammy.
0: That's a big deal because an Emmy, anybody can act, but singing's hard. That's true. It's a real skill. Acting
1: is a is a fake. It's a fake.
2: It's true. Art. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll sort of cut out some of the pauses in this part. We <laughs>
2: do, <but. laughs> make something up, Sam.
0: It was something. You know, I, it was, this Throw us some
2: bone. A good example of one of those things where uh, we started talking about it and then I realized I don't really want to keep talking about this. Hell you know, yeah. Hell was, yeah. I know, I guess.
1: Yeah. I'll say this. You guys should watch How To with John Wilson. I want to I want to change my opinion from before what I said about it, which was that it didn't live up to how uh, good I thought the Vimeo show was, mm-hmm. that it didn't like elevate that. Now I'm watching it. It just makes me feel fucking good. It's a great show. It's really joyful and funny. It makes you laugh out loud. Yeah. Uh, i like to see it. You should see it. Yeah. But I also feel like um, it's funny. It's kind of like the platonic ideal of a show. I feel like 10,000 people alive right now wanted to make and are watching and being like, fuck that guy made it and sold it to HBO. Like, it's like a elegic, uh, beautiful montage of interesting documentary footage with just sort of a meandering personal essay style funny reflection about idiosyncrasies of life. Like There must be so many people out there sort of working in that form that's kind of like bridging comedy and revelatory prose writing um, with just kind of like non-diegetic visuals.
2: So, Does it dip into the, into the saccharine?
1: Um, I think it's probably better than what most people who are in whatever you would call the genre are making because it doesn't really, it definitely is like Mm. moving, but in that kind of understated way, uh, where you just like say a lot without saying it through little metaphors, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah but not corny metaphors like about how many times a whale's heart beats in a second or like and how that relates to a child's (laughs) laughter or something yeah um just little things about like there's an episode about scaffolding um around buildings you know and so what that means
2: oh damn i I want to
1: watch that yeah pedro said this and i
0: agree he said john Wills has been doing it for years and it's like yeah the way that he got to do it is doing this thing for no money that pe- that nobody knew about for like a bunch of years
1: yes you know he put in the time totally totally yeah i'm not saying he's like a usurper or something but i just bet there's a lot of weird guys out there i uh who make shit like that and not just guys obviously guys and
2: girls. But mostly guys <laughs> they like that kind of shit
1: they probably do the best yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) well that gives me that makes me happy because we don't get paid any money to do this you know
0: i don't think this will ever be on hbo though
1: i don't Don't think i don't think this will ever be elevated past this
2: don't say that
1: which part of it do you think needs to be improved upon? more more (sighs) jpm jokes per minute higher (laughs) level yeah yeah maybe
0: that's what i would think more jpm i think that could do something
2: i could do something with my hair
0: <laughs> that could be good yeah i don't know i don't know I'd i could start doing the tech it. if you did I, the, if you did the tech i'd be freed up to kind of use all my senses yeah I could just kind of play i could use the i could use the space to play
2: yeah and i can think of little metaphors like whales hearts what whales hearts um, are like
1: how many yeah times they beat once per minute minute, i bet like all kinds of stuff yeah (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) my doctor told me that the more times an animal's heart beats the shorter its lifespan will be
2: that makes sense like because like little rats have
0: like right he said whales like you said whales long heartbeats and they live for a long time because the the heart's a muscle wears out
1: it can only beat th- so many times. Yeah. I tell you yeah.
2: what, then I shouldn't be looking at you guys because my heart mm. gets beat. <laughs> Damn. Guys.
0: Aww.
2: Yeah, I think I shouldn't be. I shouldn't day. be
0: watching so many scary movies.
2: Yeah, that either. Yeah, Flip it. You are like a little, like a, like a fast-thinking little animal that's gonna die at a young age.
0: Except my blood pressure is really low. Really, Like I said your heart beats very. You know, you have like a low b- blood pressure. Mm. Um
2: i would not have guessed that
0: yeah you'd think because i'm like a little chipmunk but
2: i totally when we were on the Simple Town call felipe yesterday and uh, we were talking like this was what you were doing when other people were talking you're like
0: oh. <laughs> 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 sam's That's uh funny. sam's doing like a kind of nervous <laughs> looking around touching <laughs> his face
2: And I I could imagine, I was imagining how many screens were. (laughs) And everyone else was really tired and they're just looking straight at the screen. Anyways, it was a nice little kind of little look into my friend, you know? Yeah. Um, I think HBO will buy our our podcast and they will put it out and people will think, damn there's hundreds of thousands of people who wanted to make the tv show slash podcast about being friends with your with your best friends yeah. but we were the ones to do it because we've been doing it for
1: years in, they got in early
2: yeah, yeah exactly. What, exactly let
0: me look through the soundcloud what 25 episodes these guys deserve it <laughs> the 25 episodes plus it. a
1: bonus episode damn these
2: guys yeah. have been grinding <laughs> There was
1: no payoff in sight and they did it just for the love of the game. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And that deserves recognition. Hovering hovering solidly around sixty listens per episode. (laughs) 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 Damn. (laughs)
1: Funny. Yeah.
0: uh, Seth says, you should bring it into the Obama's production company. They're getting into sketch comedy. Is that true, Seth? Damn, that's wild. Oh, man. You know that thing about how in Obama's uh, autobiography, he wrote about reading all of these theorists in college so that he could pick up girls? Mm -hmm. No, I didn't know that. So an excerpt from his latest uh, autobiography, which is like, he wrote another one. He already had... Dreams of my father. Now he wrote. It's like, what the fuck? But
2: as a that guy's addicted to writing. Yeah,
0: yeah, that guy loves writing (laughs) about himself. And I get it. If I, I would love to write about myself too. But anyways, apparently he wrote that he would read like Foucault and Marx and stuff to pick up. Um, I'll just find the I'll find the excerpt and then show you the thing I actually wanted to show. Wow. Let me see. Obama. Uh,
1: excerpt. Have
2: you ever read something to pick someone up, Sarah?
1: Reading. Definitely, uh, all kinds of stuff, and listen to b- extremely boring podcasts. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. okay, so this is recent.
1: <laughs> no, this isn't even re- maybe in the last couple of years. But no, I, I would change myself and develop an interest in some esoteric, boring thing if somebody else wanted me to do that for us to be together forever. If it seemed plausible, yeah.
0: <laughs> so here's here's the excerpt. Here's the excerpt. Looking back, it's embarrassing to recognize the degree to which my intellectual curiosity those first two years of college paralleled the interests of various women I was attempting to get to know. Marx and Marcuse, so I had something to say to the long-legged socialist who lived in my dorm. Fanon and Gwendolyn Brooks for the smooth-skinned sociology major, who never gave me a second look. Foucault and Wolf for the ethereal bisexual. And that phrase has gotten, people are saying it a lot. Uh, Obama it? said that. Yes. <laughs> ethereal <laughs> bisexual who are mostly black. As a strategy for picking up girls, my pseudo-intellectualism proved mostly worthless. I found myself in a series of affectionate but chaste friendships. Wow. Wow, that's funny. It's relatable. Mm. And so then I found this meme that made me laugh a lot. Let me just pull it up hope you're watching and if you're listening to the podcast you're not going to see the fucking meme so you should be watching on the Sunday I'm nights on, on this Twitch stream so you can see these images
2: yeah a, a scolding from Felipe and we, you'll hear that again at the, pod, at the end of the podcast when we tell you to tune in
0: wait oh fuck wait the, there's like a problem with um, hold on trying to figure it out you guys kind of vamp a little bit yeah yeah i'll vamp a little bit
1: that's funny because when i think about anytime i've tried to read something for someone that i wanted to have sex with we probably did just end up being friends almost in every case it's something nice to do for a friend i guess Because the
2: thing you read is so interesting that you're like oh my god this this great that uh, this person also likes this i gotta be friends with them
0: well if you're reading some- i don't know why that <laughs> you guess felipe maybe it's because if you're reading something for someone you already know it's not going to happen
2: no if you can tell there's good the vibes you
0: know you don't have to read anything no.
2: Aww, it's like when you sucks. read the like uh, review of the movie that you're deciding whether to see or not and it's like i know i'm not gonna watch
0: the movie wait mm. so the meme is the uh it's the doomer uh the the doomer wojack and uh he but he's black and he's talking to the goth girl and he's saying he's saying let me be clear i have read uh Foucault. would you like to uh have sex with me and then she says, sorry, I'm experimenting with girls for now. And Aww. then, and then <laughs> in the next thing, he's president.
1: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs>
0: it's, such,
2: that's brilliant.
0: it's such a funny meme. Uh, and he's got the sad Wojak. Oh wait, fuck. There, he's got the sad Wojak face.
1: <laughs> I wanna see the second one. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> it's so good. That's funny. Such a good meme.
0: Such a good meme.
2: It's funny yeah. when people are describing stuff in literate Like when she- he's using those terms, like the soft skinned so socialist and the long. I know he's loving
0: it. He's just mm-hmm. jacking because himself off. Because it's like
2: off. that's not how you actually describe people. He's You're like it. that white person who's friends with Katie.
0: Yeah. In sociology
2: <laughs> class with the blonde hair. You know. Yeah.
1: He's trying to get it's literary. True. It's true damn i want to tell a story about someone who got interested in something because i think they wanted to have sex with me and what ended up happening with that but i think they listened to the podcast so oh uh, no that's (laughs) oh
0: every part of that made me want to hear it more
1: yeah one day once we have enough uh people who listen to the show that it won't matter about alienating one or two of them
2: (laughs) yes we'll have a big enough audience that we can uh lose to stand to lose a couple Yeah, yeah
1: exactly um Have you ever, have
0: you ever read something? Wait, do we, I, well, I was looking for the thing you might've said this already. Have you read something to try to hook up with someone? Absolutely. What have you read?
1: (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of what it was. Uh, I, I listened to an extremely dry podcast about economics. Um, that was like I had to listen to every episode twice to get literally anything out of it. It was like so technical uh, and theoretical. I can't think of what it was hosted by some billionaire. um, Yeah. And I just remember listening to it and trying to like think of something funny that I could then text this person about episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And I could barely even understand it to begin with that it was like such a reach for me to act natural about like, Oh, yeah, I, I listened to that thing you recommended. Yeah. So whack. Wow. Did you get the fuck? Absolutely not.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and you listen to all not of the Freakonomics. Uh, not You're even like- Freak. <laughs> not even as fun. Less fun than Freakonomics.
1: Yep.
2: I love the yeah. podcast you sent me. It's so fun that they're all friends.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm trying to think what else have I read to try to have sex with someone. um
2: Let me tell you, I've, I've read things to stay in a relationship. Yeah. That we all done that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think that's a little different because those things were like how to do, you know, how to deal with a relationship. Right. They were like instructive.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But I'm also just thinking like, you know, like when you're in a relationship with somebody, you got to stay reading what they're reading so that, you know, you can talk to them and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. You got to watch their,
1: their shows.
2: So totally, you have all this extra homework you got to do, you know, to stay connected.
1: I've never dated anybody who really re- is reading anything. <laughs> I'll, I'm i a little
0: embarrassed about this because I'm living with them, obviously, but I'm staying with my sister and her boyfriend right now. And I'm amazed. She knows, she's like always quizzing herself about basketball and like knows a ton about it and asks him all these questions. Could not imagine a more boring thing to have to find out about, but she dutifully asks him questions and he knows all about drag. And he knows all of the drag queens that she likes and they watch the shows.
1: They're very good about that. I'm impressed. Wow, wow. I have a friend who, um, I have only met her boyfriend once for like 10 minutes and he stays updated about what goes on in my life and is constantly asking my mutual friend, did Sarah go on a date with that person and how did it go? And like reading my life for her and I appreciate that. That's That's very nice. Very sweet.
0: yeah, I'm trying to think. There was somebody once that I wanted to hook up with. I knew, right? I, I think in my heart, I knew it would never happen. And I remember I read, this is funny, because it's not, it's sort of the opposite. The way we understand it now, it's the opposite. But I read uh, all of White Noise, Don DeLillo's White Noise, thinking, because <laughs> she liked that <laughs> kind of thing. She liked that kind That's of thing. That's a
2: good book, though. That's a yeah. good book.
0: Yes, but I sped through it. I don't remember a word of it. Like I read it <laughs> oh, in maybe no. three days of like frenzied okay. reading. It did not happen. She was not interested in me one bit. Um, but I did read it. Mm,
1: maybe I should reread it.
2: That's sweet.
1: In high school, I had a, a really big crush on somebody who was on our It's Academic team. And um, he knew a lot of trivia. And I learned a lot of trivia, which is like a hard one because there's an infinite amount of trivia. Right, and it yeah. almost never comes up. It's hard to hit trivia that's really going to be relevant on any given day. You have to kind of find a way to work in that you know... Um, the origins of totalitarianism. Who wrote that? You know, and what that's about, and different things like that.
0: I'm always impressed yeah. by people who know a lot of trivia because, there's, yeah, there's not one way to learn it. It's just any any fact can be trivia,
2: right? Hand over rent. Yes, exactly. Hand over rent. Yeah. I would date you guys if you read my favorite book.
0: Hand over rent. That's what my landlord's saying. <laughs> Hand over
2: rent. <laughs> And my favorite book is, uh, the Silmarillion. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> It's all of the Lord of the Rings. Uh, fuck, so if you read fuck. those, I would date you.
0: Yeah. The Da Vinci right. code. I read the Da Vinci code for a girl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Angels and demons in the yeah. Da Vinci code.
1: <laughs> I read the Da Vinci code for myself. Did Very you like good. it? I liked
2: yeah, it. And, did you, and then did
0: you jerk off afterwards? No,
2: I don't. Was it? <laughs> I read it and could not tell if it was real or not. <laughs> I was young. It's I really was young, tricky. But when they were, he was describing that thing about the painting, about the Last Supper, and how it, the, Jesus, in and and the shape of a stuff, and it means the chalice. I was like, is this real? Like, is he just? Is did he discover something nobody knows and then put it in a fiction book instead of publishing like a paper? That's you the know? question.
1: Yeah. I don't know, Opus Dei, right? Yeah.
2: I, I mean, this stuff is big. This is it's huge, big, if it's serious true, stuff, if, it, if it's true. Right. Well, Absolutely yeah. you,
0: know, totally. you know, in his masterclass, Dan Brown says, you don't have to know everything about your subject to start your book, but you do have to know everything about your subject to finish your book. Mm. So I think Dan Brown made that shit up. And then as he was finishing it, he was like, oh, let me take a look at The Last Supper. Are they in the shape of a V and a chalice? And then he was like, yes that is correct mm. oh, we lost Sam and well, Sam doesn't care about this I couldn't get yeah. an honest reaction to my joke
1: no no that's okay there was something that it made it's me okay. want to say but now I sort of lost my focus on it and, and forgot what it was um, What well, i wonder what
0: Sam's doing What's he's doing right now yeah talking to somebody
1: a whole different Can conversation is kind of going on oh yeah sure yeah no whenever you're ready
0: Sam yeah Whenever you got a minute, we'll be over here.
2: You guys, can you hear me? Yeah,
0: take your time. Whenever you got a minute, Sam. Yeah. I have a minute. Whenever you're ready, just whenever. Just let us know whenever you're ready.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll like, let you know when I'm ready.
1: <laughs> what were you going to say, Sarah? Oh, I was going to say uh, the. The question of whether or not Dan Brown's book is real reminds me of we watched that Brad Trammell artist statement video that I thought was kind of interesting this week. Brad Trammell is an Internet art critic, uh, meme maker person, and uh, he made this video explaining the purpose behind his work for the last year. And the most interesting part of it was about how, um, he makes memes because it's like a space on the internet where you can make something where people ask all the time, like, is this real? What the fuck did I just watch? Uh, like, uh I yeah, uh those kind of questions. And that you used to be able to do that with like performance art, like if you went into a public square and you did something really weird, uh people would be confused by it. And now no one is confused. Like all that stuff is so oversaturated that like everybody knows what weird art world stuff looks like even if you're someone who has no interest in abstract or institutionalized art of any kind. Um but that the internet is somewhere where like things can be decontextualized and become really strange and hard to uh place and that that's the most interesting place to make art right now which I thought was cool because I feel like I just miss doing live performance uh, and do putting on a show. But I was like, yeah, I guess the internet is more interesting. I'm just like afraid of it or something or unwilling to put work on it really.
2: Yeah, you, you got missed, a tweet. You missed un- taking a, un- unrolling a scroll from your vagina and reading it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, on a subway train, car. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I, I loved doing that stuff. I uh, I liked the artist statement I was very tired while we watched it And I was afraid I didn't give you enough Kind of response to it when we watched it
1: Yeah you weren't really there And you weren't giving what I needed Yeah yeah, But
0: I liked it
2: Did he post it on his Instagram?
1: Uh, Patreon only I think How much is a Patreon? $5
0: Do you ever feel like if you read a book But you can't describe what it's about That you might as well not have read it? Totally, you're like this was a waste. It's just totally. It's time that's been lost forever, and it's lost from my mind. Totally, and that's a lot of the books I've read. Yeah. So most. Yeah. No, I was. I've been finishing this book, Sam. I've been finishing *Name of the Rose*, and as I keep reading, I forget more and more things. I don't, no, I'm like, I don't know yes. who this guy is. <laughs> I have a vague sense, and then I was like, what are the like last couple of books I have read last couple of years? Don't I don't remember most of the shit that happens in most of them.
1: Yeah, no, that's how I feel. Also, I, I was a history major in college and um, my focus was on half my classes were African history and half were Chinese history, just of my own Wait, really? That's
0: your that's you That was your focus? That was my focus? Half and half. Half and half. <laughs> Wait, that is crazy because
1: I've never heard you say anything about Chinese history nor African no. history.
2: Yes, I didn't even know you were a history major.
1: I was a history English double major. So sometimes I pretend I was just an English major so that I don't have to recall anything because I don't remember the history of Africa. It's a, it's a long history and there's a lot of different places and different people wow. who were there. So it's a little complicated, but no, it feels whack. I'm like, wow, that was expensive. And I know I learned a lot of stuff and I read a lot of books, but what any of them said, I can just remember like interesting anecdotal facts about, um, like I read the biography of Chairman Mao's personal doctor. And there was just sort of interesting <laughs> <little> <laughs> stories in there, and I can remember those stories. But like, what is the history wow. of communism in China? Uh, <sighs> Vegas, Vegas, possible recollection. Wouldn't be able to talk about it if I was at a birthday party of thirty-four-year-olds. Wouldn't be able. To really?
2: Say. Oh yeah. no! And that's why you go to college.
1: And that's why you go to college. So, big waste. Well, it's the oh,
2: thing.
0: It's like sorry. people are like, "Oh, you shouldn't." You know, don't get your news from Twitter, get your news from the newspaper, don't read, like, uh short versions of, you know, if you want to read philosophy, don't just, like, watch people recap it, read the original, blah, 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 but it's like, you remember just as much, you remember more from, like, a TED talk, from some dumbass TED talk of someone just putting the points, you know, people yeah. used to have to write books to get their ideas across, because that was the only way that the information could travel. But now we have videos where someone can do a funny little Ted talk that has like a little concept and they do some jokes. You're going to remember it better. Why wouldn't you use the better technology rather than read, you know, totally chairman Mao's uh, biography.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I remember we had a professor in college though, who said that, uh, remembering stuff doesn't matter anymore. That's all over. It's not about your ability to remember things. It's about your ability to like catalog information on the internet that people can search through and curate information that is not stored inside of your own mind, but is external. So, Oh, I thought you were
0: going to say, I feel like, I feel like all the liberal arts universities now are like, it's not about having a body of knowledge. It's about knowing how to be critical, oh, how to sure. approach <laughs> a method of learning, that kind of
1: Yeah not this BS. guy he was like you just got to take everything you ever learned and put it on a website and then you <laughs> yeah well that's how i feel
0: about like making art recent i've i think there are people that i really like on instagram and stuff like that who have a, a really clear style and i really admire that i don't really feel like i have a style or a way to draw but what i do do is i look at new people and then i copy what they do and that's why Every time I make something new, it kind of looks different. It's because like I'm copying someone different, and I'm like, well, okay. Optimistically, if I if I give myself credit, ideally at the end of the line, what I'll have is I will have curated a bunch of people's things that I like and synthesized them into a thing that I like. To my oh, yeah,
2: a big long Instagram account that you can scroll through.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be my, that'll be what <laughs> I leave behind. <laughs>
2: That sounds like fun. You'll be on your deathbed, death and one of your grandchildren will say, "No, no, it's all it's all synthesized on his Instagram yeah, account." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> through it. <laughs> wow, Sarah, did you ever consider learning about uh, the histories of the um, Arabia or of South America? Or
1: no way, brother.
2: You're like. Yeah. Uh, Africa and China. These are the two places that I'll forget the most. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah,
0: Sarah. Spain. Sarah said Africa and China. Two countries I can learn about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> two of the biggest yeah. ones.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. I think that actually is a flaw in what I why I wanted to like do those histories. Most people are American history majors or European history majors, and I think it's easier to do American history because you've kind of been here. Hearing it like 15 times over every year in school until you're in college. So you got a vague outline for what it is and then you're just remembering the details to fill it in. But like African history, I was literally starting from absolutely nothing, like not knowing the history of any part of Africa, basically outside of the slave trade, obviously in North American history. Um, So how can I remember any of that? And then you hear it once. You take a bunch of different classes specializing in like history of Islam in Africa. Yeah, history of South Africa. And then expect to be able to remember that. Like you you really, I couldn't. And and
2: there's no nation states until the 19th or 20th century. So you're like, then you have to root your history around all these things like islam or the salt trade or things like yeah, that Silk road. that stuff flies yeah. out the window you know yeah. <laughs> you need national borders yeah. and stuff to kind what of focus I, what am
0: i learning about a road i want to learn about a country yeah, over here exactly
2: yes exactly <laughs> i want to see a bill of rights
0: yeah i've been i've been reading books i've been i've must have read like two or three which is not that many but like books on argentine history I forget it every single time. I like wanna know it so bad. I wanna understand the history of my country. Every time I read a book, just the information just goes through me. Cause it's like, cause of that same thing you're saying. It's like, I don't, I don't have, we don't talk about it that much. I have like little dots that I know about, but there's like a bunch of stuff that I have no clue about. And it's just like events.
2: How cruel, because you are Argentinian.
0: Right, that's
1: the context.
2: Yeah, damn.
1: Yeah, I got distracted looking at the chat, and I, I didn't hear what what was just happened. Um, thanks. If you can't in remember chat, Argentine yeah. history, <laughs> uh-huh. I
2: think I think college or or any kind of school or learning is a kind of a special game where you 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 all our brains are predisposed to memorize certain kinds of knowledge and you have to kind of know what those things are and then just lean into that. So if your thing is remembering the names of different Pokemon and different kinds of video games that you like to play and the names of the characters in those video games, you can just play that. And you're, you're just like the encyclopedia for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if you learn about like, countries histories and that stuff just flies out your brain and doesn't matter, then it's like that's okay. I wasn't meant to learn about that kind of stuff. I can do
1: you guys ever do it. memory palace type exercises? No, I think
0: yeah, at some is. point maybe I did with when I was doing stand-up, I would do that to remember my bits.
1: Really? Yes. Actually would picture them in a house. Um
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little different. It was like a little animation I would picture in my head to, like, each bit had, like, an image, and then I would, like, put the images together into a little funny movie.
1: Wow. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, when I hear described like the way a memory palace works, I'm just like, that's asinine. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I
0: thought you, you were, like, I thought you were like. I
2: thought you were going to say that you. I know. That. I thought you were a big. You were going to be a big advocate. You're going to no you're doing right now.
1: No, this is the way I remember stuff. I just think, really, remember this. Remember this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Sarah, how did you get a perfect score on the SATs?
1: Yeah, uh, I thought it was an easy test, and that's the truth.
2: Really? No, come on. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well. I took, I did a um, practice test and stuff, and they, they're ex- almost exactly the same as the real test. is. like there's only a certain number of types of questions, and it's all kind of formulaic. It is not it so easy, Sarah.
0: It is you know. not so easy.
2: Wow, Sarah. Well, yeah. then why can't you do that with the, with with the history of
1: Africa? <laughs> 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 well, it's not to, I don't know. This isn't funny, but that's. it's not an information-based test. You don't have to know anything to do well in the SAT. You just have to solve the like riddle of every question damn do you feel like i was not
2: good at taking those
1: do you feel like
0: beyond facts about africa you have a sense if you read some news you'd be like okay i know more or less kind of a kind of a a lot a big kind of political sort
2: of. yeah let's bring up a headline right now
0: kind of yeah and i'll give you some context yeah Yeah. kind of like (laughs) the shape like the shape of a mountain but you don't know the landmarks you just kind of know the shape of it and you're like Mm -hmm. okay i can kind of puzzle this out
1: yeah, I guess I feel like I only just know whatever was the most interesting stuff to me. Then I sort of remembered that, those facts. Um, but that's like how life is, I guess. You just remember the things that sort of seem relevant or like, like oh, that could be interesting if I wrote a poem about that. So I guess I'll remember it. Um, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, much livestock theft is, be- this is from The Economist and it's called, it's called, where's your beef? Livestock theft is becoming more common in South Africa.
1: Mm. Why is that happening, Sarah? Um, it's, uh, people just have less of a sense of like that of uh, ownership is different. And so you can just kind of have what you want, take what you want kind of culture. And it's just more chill. People are sort of more chill about that sort of thing. So it's not that big of a deal. It's just a cultural difference. Yeah.
2: Okay, here's another one. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Zambia is starting to look more like Zimbabwe. The failure next door. What's that about?
1: <laughs> I honestly have no idea and I don't want to comment on that. I feel like I'm being trapped into saying stuff about Africa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I know nothing about that.
0: You know, if it wasn't for the last sentence, the failure next door, that, that headline would have been... Just incomprehensible to me. Totally. But then that last sentence it gives the lay view kind your, of fills it in. It's like this yeah. is this is what's important, and this is why it's important.
2: Okay, here's the last one. Robert Fisk, a voice on the Middle East, died on October thirtieth. <laughs> Yeah.
1: That's it was something really sad, and it was really hard for everybody when that happened. And <laughs> no, it's been just like, sad but also yeah. that's the Middle East, Sam. <laughs> yeah. It's not Africa. Yeah.
2: Well, well, they put Middle East and Africa. They lumped them together in the Economist section. So, and figures. so, what do you think about F- that? Fucking
1: Sarah? figures. It figures, and it just goes to show they don't it have a, a, a more nuanced <laughs> understanding.
2: Yup, that figures.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
2: All right. All right. Next, next. I'm going to China now.
0: <laughs> I used to really like the um, industrial, uh, the, the cultural revolution when I was a kid. And my dad got me this Mao shirt that I would wear around. Cause I think I, I like to think of myself as a little communist. And, um, I remember one time I would just wear it all the time. Ugly ass shirt. It just had a huge picture of Mao. And, mm-hmm. um, fit me poorly, you know, I was 12, so like all, you know, I just wore shirts that fit me poorly, my body was weird, I just looked bad in it, I, Aww. I had no, no <laughs> grace, no, you know, just no confidence in myself. And I remember once walking into a Chinese restaurant and two of the servers, my memory, this is my memory, I could have been wrong, I could have been projecting, but they were like talking about my shirt. They were like, do you see that shirt that that kid has? And I got really embarrassed and ran away. I left the restaurant Um, they might not have been talking about me but in my mind I was like oh maybe that was disrespectful I don't you know this is like not just like a funny little image that I can wear in a shirt people have strong feelings about it one way or another and uh, maybe I'm making the wrong choice by just wearing it you know.
1: Yeah, I remember there was a big thing in my hometown of like so many people were liberal and leftist, um, and kids who were really into Maoism. And if you were into Marxism instead of into Maoism, you were like basic and you didn't. Were really? really get the it. kids, yeah, kids yeah. made the distinction. Yeah, yeah. and I, it was just like such an annoying thing to me. Like maybe I still don't even know enough to realize that there's really something to that, but. There was a lot of kids in my high school who were like, yeah, it, it's easy to be into Marxism. Like, that's uh, the sort of, yeah, entry level to any kind of socialism. But, like, the real heads get that, like, Maoism at the end of the day is the truth. And, like, um, <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. If I had to go back Jesus and even debate Christ. one of those, like, 17-year-olds, they could probably beat me in, in an argument because they were so... Um, I don't know, erudite about that kind of thing. And I d I don't know. It was like a virtue signaling bizarre clout thing. That's funny.
0: That's like the stuff that Brad Tremell talks about. The online, the online Marxist teens.
1: Yeah, totally. And the Josh Citarella. Really. Oh, Josh yeah.
0: Citarella, not Brad Tremell, Josh Citarella. Yeah. Correct.
2: Well, it's yeah, I I I sympathize with that because cause he was describing how, like, oh, there's this new kind of Thing that's happening on the internet with politics and Instagram and it's all these little, these kids who are obsessed with like terminologies debating each other and when I first heard that I was like haven't teenagers always been like that sure um, yeah and I mean I like his theory and I like his books and I like the research that he does on those communities but it's like teens are always like like that become like encyclopedic nerds about some kind of thing for a little period of time and then they grow and then up and are annoying about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They grow up and become adults and they realize you have to know a lot about it and all of other stuff and yeah. then you become boring and you forget all the stuff that you don't need in order to like pay your taxes and do your job and stuff like that.
1: Oh. So it's nice it's a nice bright little light while it lasts. Maybe it seems little... annoying at the time, but yeah
2: yeah. I went on a little Sarah Wilson dark <laughs> range there for a second. Yeah. And then you just forget all the things that you don't need in order to have your have pay, <laughs> your job and pay your taxes. And then you just, you forget the people that don't matter to you yeah. and you're apart from those people. That's and,
1: right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then just the people that are in your life are in your life and that's who you end up marrying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is what I talk like. And that's what I think. And that's what, that's my truth. Um, and I've been thinking lately about like, gosh, what if I just, um, What's life look like for me if I end up doing nothing I ever really wanted? And uh, I think this is like a form my anxiety takes uh, on every level. And this is like the macro scale. It's like, OK, worst case scenario for my life. I get literally nothing that I ever planned for and nothing that I wanted. It's something totally different. What does that look like? Uh, and I'm not really sure. Recently, I've been thinking about it. I think it involves me having to go back to graduate school, which I don't want to do. I don't believe in the higher education system. And I don't want to take out loans or spend any money on that or like do anything with it. Um, but i don't know well, and that's not even that bad a case of scenario i guess it could get much much worse than that but that's as far as i've sort of gone with like anxiously imagining you well know, you shouldn't happening. worry
0: sarah because if if i'm gonna i'm gonna see to it that raisin man becomes a primary source of income for all of us <laughs> and you won't have to work another day in your life
1: i'll make sure it wow. sarah wow thank
2: I, you i i stopped recording because i uh, unplugged my my thing for a second
1: well we got another ah! two minutes brother so don't
0: Put turn it back on. Yeah, we're almost done. I I could I could call it I could call it now. Okay. Well then good night. Oh. Oh wait, how many minutes did you say we have? We have two
1: minutes. Oh yes, that is correct. 929. Do you hear this? Cassie David can't have sex if she eats too many pieces of pizza. (laughs) Yes. Poor Cassie. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm gonna
0: play the song. Hey, and we'll leave it at that. Everybody, thanks so much for coming to the thing. Thanks for those to those who stayed. Those who didn't stay, fuck off. Don't listen to the thing anymore. I don't want yeah. you listening to my podcast. Um, but if you stayed, have a good uh, night. <sighs> the vaccine's coming soon. By December 11th, we'll be partying on the streets, kissing our grandmas. Raisin Man <laughs> show is going to be back at uh, that venue that we used to do it at. We're going to be
1: doing the Raisin Man live show, so we'll see you guys on December 12th. Beer's going to be um, flowing. Yeah, you just, you got to come in, show us your where you got your shot and where your, little, your, where your bandaid is. And, and you got to come your- in horny. Come in yeah. as horny as you can. We want
0: you horny. Okay. Hell yeah. All right. Good night. Good night.
1: Raisin Man
0: Arena.